Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back, guys, to hey, the hey. Heart and Hustle podcast. You are 30. Year old. I was thinking of the whole time. You don't see me, but I'm like presenting myself She's with my 30. Arms. You look exactly the same. I, <laughs> I do look the same. Well, I thought about it because I was like, oh, your birthday, like Thursday. It's, it's weird because you're my always messier. You're always here on your birthday since I've known you. Like you've been. Well, no, in, I've well, actually but been, you've been gone. But you've been like during like at, like the what day. What I do is I I have like. Where were you last year? No, I every year Where I'm actually you? gone on my actual birthday. Last year I was in Charleston, I believe. Yeah, I'm gone every year on my actual birthday, but mm-hmm. the weekend before is when I normally celebrate. Yeah. And what happened this it year rained and- <laughs> is that it rained, and I was just like, Whatever. I don't want to deal with all that. And then on top of that, uh, my goddaughter got lice. Um, so, I, I wasn't even going to say anything about Elias, but you said it, so yeah, I guess it's fine so to talk I'm about. Like, she got lice. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, you know what, we'll do something later on in in the month, which is fine, because honestly, we've been like traveling a lot, and it's just kind of been like nonstop, so, you know, I was like, let me take this weekend to like pack and like get things in order and whatever. Um, we did see some friends and stuff, but we didn't have like a whole big thing, yeah. so, but no, I really like to travel on the actual, like, the day, but I like to travel the day before at least, and then turn be somewhere a new else age in, in, in yeah. a new city or That's in a different fantastic. city. Um, so you turn a new decade. Yeah, and we started doing that probably around the time I was like, I think it was like twenty six or twenty seven. We were like, you know what? Or I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna travel for my birthday. And what's great is that January is always a cheap time to yeah. travel. Yeah, I was gonna no say you have a good. Go I can't travel during my birthday. It's yeah, spring break. It's like everyone wants to go, you know, someplace yeah. in the spring. And same thing with John's birthday. He's March nineteenth, but it's like January twelfth. It's perfect. Like no one wants. To go anywhere so like tickets are cheap hotels are cheap so we stayed actually um at hotel lombardi which is like right on pennsylvania avenue so Mm -hmm. we were able to just like come out of our hotel walk diagonally it's like oh here's the white house yeah and i had never been to dc before so really for me it was really important to see the white house before it tainted forever to me (laughs) Um, so i was like i really like I don't really know why I've never been to D.C. I have a cousin that lives, like, right there. I've never and another been cousin in D.C. either. in Arlington. But I was like, you know what? I need, like, even though I'm going this weekend for the march, I was like, I need to go yeah, for the first time and have it be, you know, brought It's, it's legacy. It's, it's, yeah. So I'm happy that I got to go and see it. And, you know, the first day, like, we just pretty much did, like, the National Mall, the monuments, the memorials. I pretty much just went from place to place crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. It's this just is, funny yeah. because I can imagine so, you doing and that. John John is the same. Like, you know, John is Yeah, you both are just, like, tearing up at every single thing. Yeah, like, we got to, like, the World War II, like, memorial, and he was just like, I can't. Like, so it was just pretty much, like, us going from place to place, like, all of our birthday. friends are very like like emotional, like very yeah. like in tune with their emotions, and David and I are not. John and I, so like <laughs> on the first day we did that, and then we got back to the hotel room, and I'm not kidding you, like we talked for like an hour and a half just about like sad <laughs> stuff, like we're like talking about our grandparents and things oh like gosh. that, and I'm like we're like both on the verge of tears, and I'm like this is such an us thing to do, yeah, be, like so that's emotional. Cool. But um, on the day of my actual birthday, it was really cool because my cousin works um in a building that's like close to the Capitol yeah. and he has like clearance to ride this like 
fancy like private subway that oh, like senators okay. ride underground to get to the Capitol. So he he just got clearance to do this. He's never given a tour before. He doesn't yeah. really know how to. Um, so he gave us his version of a tour, which was great <laughs> because he's like, I'm not sure if we're allowed to go here. Let's try it. And we kept doing that, and it worked until it didn't. I feel like that's um, the subway that Frank Underwood probably rides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like the whole. It, I was like, this is like scandal and House of Cards. Like it, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, that was totally me. You should have yeah. right. It was it was too. so great, and um, you know, at one point we did turn a corner, and and like a whole bunch of cops were there, and they're like, "What are you doing here? You can't do, you can't come here. Like, go that way." And you know, and at one point we got stuck upstairs because we didn't know, like, like everywhere we turned, it was like, "You can't come this way." And right. At one point, I said to Ian, "I was like, do you know how to get downstairs?" He's like, "Nope, I'm just swinging it." We're like, "Okay, cool. sounds cool." Um, and then from there, like on my birthday, we went over to the uh, Library of Congress, which is the largest library in the world. So as you can imagine, being like the book lover that I am, like I was just like, "There's no better." It place probably for me to smells be. so good. In there. It's just amazing. And we actually Dang. walked in, and I didn't really like plan a ton for this trip. I was like, "We're just gonna go yeah. and like wing it." And so we walk in, and um, the lady's like, "Oh, there's a tour about to start," and they were like just finishing up watching the video, and I was like, "All right, cool." And the guy that gave the tour was like 80 something. He reminded me totally oh, of my grandpa. That's the best. He was wearing like a tweed like jacket. Yeah. Like, old white guy. Oh, that's all I, I was want like, in oh my, my life. God, this guy is so much like my grandpa. This is so awesome. And yeah, it was just the Capitol was beautiful. The Library of Congress was beautiful. There was so much um, female centric art, which I loved. Yeah. A lot of like sculptures and paintings and just beautiful stuff. And then my brother and his boyfriend actually drove down from New York. Um, just to, like, have dinner with me on my birthday, which is really cool. Uh, to, like, you know, head into a new decade. It's, like, it's kind of a big deal. So yeah. it was nice to be able to have dinner with my cousin and my brother at the same time. We The three of us grew up together here in Florida. And now we're, like, never all three of us in the same room. And then all of us now have, like, our significant others. So it was, yeah. like, it was really cool to, like, have all of us there. And my cousin picked out this place called um, Farewell. And it was, like, an all-vegetarian restaurant. So mm. we just, like, threw down it, it sounds fantastic delicious first yeah. of all the name is everything that i want yeah it was so great <laughs> like dc so like you gotta go you're gonna love I it i know i well i still because we were planning dc trip um david's cousin got married when i was like nine and a half months pregnant i was like we can go to dc it's fine and so i still have like all the restaurants and stuff saved in my docs and everything and there was there's a lot of like vegan vegetarian really options are. and little bakeries and you know little coffee shops so i'm so excited to go in may i also ate at a eat all my food. place because um like for those of you who don't know, I, I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian since I was, like, nine. Um, but I've been, like, playing around with the idea of going vegan, like, for health purposes. I'm a vegetarian for, like, ethical purposes. Um, and so I don't really want to be a vegan. It's just, like, my body, I think, might want me to. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm going to say goodbye to cheese, like, I'm going to make this You need serious. to go so out. So it was, like, my farewell tour of, like, saying goodbye to cheese. And we went to this, like, grilled cheese place that was like it just changed my whole life with grilled cheese i was like everything i thought i knew about grilled cheese was wrong it's changed your whole life yeah, before was, you can never it eat was cheese amazing. <laughs> um yeah so like we ate there and then like after that we jumped on the train and went over to baltimore and stayed with my cousins that live um like in baltimore and it was just fun i have like it's my cousin who's like 40 and his wife and then he has three kids who are like i don't know like eight six and two 
or five and set like in kids. that yeah in that kids. realm. <laughs> so it was great because they're vegan. So like I kind of helped help me jumpstart the whole vegan thing. Um, and just, you know, ate a lot of delicious vegan food, like did lots of arts and crafts, went to an interpretive dance class, which was very out of my element, but super fun. Uh, uh, yeah, that's so all in my element. And I'm yeah. like, oof, that's what I want in my life. Yeah, it was like, it was so, I felt like I was really like pushed out of my comfort zone. Good. It was just like a really, really great Then trip. you can't complain at all this year. About what? Anything. Just oh, wait. You know, I, I feel like this <laughs> year is so good. great. Good. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, good. You can. Always, I, I we're gonna do stuff. It's fine. I know there's some people that are like, oh well, when the new year resets, like it, nothing changes and blah blah blah. But I am like very much like a New Year's resolution type of person. Like I love. I'm like well, a there's new, year, new, new beginnings and yeah. like starting. Like you get a new planner, you get new yeah, stuff. Like, I like it, and I love having my birthday close to the beginning of the year because I feel like that momentum yeah, is there it and kickstarts your momentum to do yeah exactly so i don't know it's just so far it's been a great year and i feel like i'm setting up a lot of stuff for it to be a super positive year so much aerial yoga in your future yeah i can't wait yeah Yeah. and then like right now i'm just gearing up to go back to dc on friday to do the women's march which i'm super excited about being a part of and have a lot of friends and family actually who are going to be in it and um my my cousin julian made me a pussy cat hat um to be wearing for I'm very it. excited to see which the hat. I might just like have John wear it because I'm like realistically like my hair I don't know how that's all oh work. yeah I tried to wear a hat um one of the days that it was really cold and that was hilarious yeah it's like I can wear a hat <laughs> but it's like I can't take it off then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's it was, a done it was like, hilarious. It's, yeah. um, no, I don't do that anymore. Apparently, I'm not a hat person anymore. I need the leg. Oh, so yeah, your, let it go. your hair is so high that... It's, and it's like... And I don't... It's not big. You know, it's big, but it's not... It's, they're bigger afros, and I don't know how those people... They, I guess they don't wear hats. I think we just... Not, yeah, you just don't, don't wear hats. Yeah. You just wear wraps, I guess, and that's, yeah, so and that's fine like, with me. I think John's just gonna... And John's head gets cold, and he's always trying to wear a hat, so I'm like, here, you wear yeah, that. he look adorable. So, he will. This, this weekend... And um, I feel like I knew what we did and then I did. Oh, well, Friday, me and my best friend went out to the, because she's getting ready to run the Celebration of Full Marathon. Um, and so she's Ooh. cross training and we're just doing crazy health. Like we're really getting, getting into. getting abs. Wh- Jesus bless her abs. I've been talking about them all month long because I <laughs> want people to know. I don't even understand. I mean, I understand how she got them. It's eating clean and, and being adorable and doing 150 ab reps every day in case you didn't need to know. So mm. I've been doing it because I'm like, I want abs when I get to the point where my body looks like that. Yeah. But them abs are fantastic. And so we were out. Um, we missed the class that we were supposed to do, which is fine. It was actually worked out better because we ended up doing our own thing and actually hurting ourselves a lot, which was good. Because that's why I really like getting into weight training and having a body type that's that responds better. Like, I lost all this weight, but my body responds better with weight added on to my workouts. And mm-hmm. since I did a year and a half of just body weight movements and a lot of cardio, yeah, I'm like, okay, I can take it back now and add heavy weight lifting to it. And really, and I'm it's quick, it's like CrossFit style. I don't really do a lot of waiting between sets. I'm really like going, going, going. I feel going. like your abs are going to be so intense. My body is ready. I, I've always had really good obliques. That because has never been a problem for like, me. Even when I was pregnant, my obliques if, were popping. If people don't follow you like on your like workout Instagram, they should. Um, and like the moves you do, I'm like, I know that there's abs under there and they are <laughs> really, really strong somewhere. because you there's can't do those there. moves without having like, 
You know what I'm, I'm always, so you know, I, when your abs show up, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a people. huge party. They're going to so be like, we're here. So sit-ups, I started doing sit-ups when I was in high school because Britney Spears' this trainer said she did a thousand, thousand sit-ups, sit-ups a day. day. And yes, so I, I would do, <laughs> I would do sit-ups every single day. I wouldn't do a thousand, but I would get as close as I could. I was homeschool. I had time. So I would like sit down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get these Britney. And I was really skinny in high school. I don't even know why I didn't have abs in high school. I was so Skinny, all those, all that, but you have to do more than just sit up. You have to do other things and add movements. Yeah. I've learned so much about it. So that's really Friday. It kicked our butts on Friday. Saturday, I kind of hung out. Um, I took my daughter. I didn't know that we had a death pond. A death we have a death pond. pond? Um, there's a Disney death pond in where we live where people would drive into a pond and die. I'll tell you where it is. Um, you've been there. You've walked past it. There's pictures wow. of you walking by it. And so I was like, oh, I found out that like death ponds. So I was like, I'm going to walk over here in these trails and go see the death pond because there has to be some, some energy or some spirits. Um, there weren't any spirits, no energy, out. but it was good to know. And I'm like, oh, good to know. And then uh, yesterday we made Sunday. I think yesterday Sunday we made soap. So it was all day soap making process and crafting. And I got my friend to uh, set up my sewing machine, which I just, you know, I've had and I've never, I used oh, it, I but totally, I got a new, I got I a new totally one. I learned to crochet this weekend too. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so I excited about. I make my own hat because I was like, listen, this is a lot yeah, harder crochet than it is, Crocheting is difficult. Like yeah. it really does take a lot. Like I still have some of my beginning crochet. I had my yarn and stuff that I had learned from, from the same crafty friend. This is my crafty friend. She teaches me everything crafty. Yeah. We've made soap before, but we've um, obviously run out. So we made soap all weekend it was super nice to smell all mm. the soaps and it's sitting in my bathroom right now ready to get out the molds and I'm just nice. I had like a really like crazy like boring weekend but it was it was pretty oh, good so but I'm that's I'm really fun. excited about getting back to work I feel like last week wasn't it was a work week but not really and like this yeah. week is definitely the internet was really slow last week like it just wasn't working out but this week I you know we have a really good interview that's coming up yeah I'm super excited about it's probably you know, it's, it's starting the year pretty strong. So I feel I like did, everybody yeah, else, been set very, <laughs> everybody very else that's coming, uh, you gotta, you gotta pick it up. So I'm sure you guys will enjoy and uh, in, like, go listen and let us know what you think. So we're so excited today because we have Diane Kinney on the podcast. And I know Diane from the Ladies of WordPress Slack channel, which is my favorite thing in the entire world. It's one of my favorite Slack channels. It's probably the only one I check. I'm in like five and I don't check any other ones. And I'm like, what are the ladies doing? It's really cool. So you I'm really s- do love it. I do. I talk, I talk about, it, <laughs> talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Like talk about, because I talk about everything from like business to crafting to that's like one of the places where I share pictures of my kid doing weird stuff. Um, so I'm so excited. So Diane, we're so excited to talk to you today. Welcome. And for people who are Thanks brand- for having me. Yeah, we're so excited. People who don't know who you are, I've never heard of you. Just tell us about you and your background and everything, all the awesome stuff that you've been doing. I have been um, running my business, the Versatility Group, for I think closing in on 18 years. And we are a small boutique um marketing, development, design agency. Um, And for about the last 10 years, we've been focusing on WordPress as our primary um, development tool. Before that, we used um, other CMSs, which was a great experience, Um, gives you a lot of perspective, but, you know, WordPress is clearly the um, answer to to most questions uh, these days. 
prior to um, kind of doing my own thing, I started out in the insurance industry in, in my 20s. I went from college to doing clerical work in insurance and um, kind of got on one of those tracks of continuous promotion um, and ended up being the um, ex- overseeing operations for a large public insurance company, which included marketing and customer service, claims management, all the operational side of the business. Um, underwriting, and then um, about just before, well, Y2K was kind of a watershed yeah. <laughs> uh, moment, um, you know, where the whole country was was panicking, and I was one of those people that was very comfortable with, with technology, um, uh, always, and so I was that person that could translate geek for the operations side. Um, I could communicate with the IT department. So they, as a publicly traded company, you had to have a person that was responsible to the SEC for your Y2K remediation efforts. And so they put me in that role um, to, to run around um, and remediate all these applications and fill out all this paperwork for the SEC and make sure the company was like bulletproof and completely ready. And that was a a really successful effort. Um, Because of that, they asked me if I could move over to IT and run application development. And of course, I was like, no way. I don't have a computer science degree. You know, I'm a woman in my late 20s. You know, nobody's going to listen to me. Yeah, for real. (laughs) I mean, are you serious? And they, you know, there was quite a bit of back and forth and I was really apprehensive about it because if I, you know, moved um, over into this role as VP of application development and it was a failure, you know, then what was I going to do after that? And there was a lot of reassurance, you know, we, we value you, if this doesn't work out, um, we'll, we'll find another role for you in the company. And I said, okay, all right, let's do it. So as, as you can imagine, you know, I looked like a cheerleader, you know, <laughs> and uh, I had this complete, I think, 99.9% male staff um, spread out all over the country, many of whom were older than I was, um, almost all of whom had, you know, computer science backgrounds. So it was a bit of a rocky start. <laughs> um, but... I gave it about a year. My, my game plan was kind of, let me see if I can turn this around in a year. The, the relationship between operations and IT was very negative, you know, very, just your classic situation, yeah. you know, finger pointing, people are unhappy. And so my game plan was to see if I could um, change that, if I could create teamwork, if I could create... Um, lots of change the culture, you know, view operations not as an enemy, but as a partner, you know, all those kind of woo-woo, you know, (laughs) things. And so that's what I said to do. And that that was actually very successful. Um, It was not easy, um, but it was successful. Because as we worked through just all kinds of different 
um, thought processes, you know, like what, what do different people want? Like I teach people want to be acknowledged, right. you know, they want, they want their work to be understood. You know, what, what do people on the upper, what does a claims rep want, you know, from IT, you know, she, she wants tools that are going to help her work more effectively, you know, so by just consistently bulldozing open those channels of communication, you know, and, and pairing people into teams and doing a lot of, uh, you know, led kind of exercises, getting people in a room and brainstorming together and breaking down a lot of walls, we really, um, you know, turned things around and kind of ended the hostilities. And, and this was an interesting situation because all of our applications were developed in-house. So IT was a huge, you know, yeah. component yeah. in this company. they were the component. You know, yeah, <laughs> they're building things that manage millions of dollars of, you know, reinsurance funds and people's claims and their lives and, you know, things. So it was a really big deal. And we really, um, you know, were able to put into place what what are called today, you know, agile methodologies. Yeah, not, right. You know, <laughs> it's brand new. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and so that, that was an exciting um, time period. But I have a little bit of... Uh, I have a little bit of ADD, but I also have a little bit of challenge. Um, I need a challenge. And so once once we kind of got things to a certain point where they were fluid and functioning, um, I had some friends in San Francisco that were working in the dot-com space and the siren song of come to San Francisco, you know, was very strong. So I left my executive life and went to San Francisco as a consultant and work during that time where everything was like crazy and wild and you know pets.com and yeah. saw these, you know, <laughs> had a tour of yahoo like right. they were so cool you know so that was a really fun experience but that was the beginning of me you know kind of leaving the corporate world and becoming yeah. first really an independent consultant just you know what do you need i'll go do it and then settling more into you know, not traveling as much. During the consulting phase, there's a lot of traveling. You yeah. Know, can you come to London and assess our operations and put a plan in place, that type of thing? And I really wanted to move things in a direction where um, I had a young daughter and to be able to work, you know, from home primarily uh, as opposed to travel primarily, you know, was one of my big goals. So that's how... Uh, you know, we got to today. <laughs> That's amazing. No. I feel like I learned so, I've never learned so much from like the first question before. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. So you have like a ton of experience as an executive. What have you taken, um, you know, as your, from your experience as an executive and brought over into life as an entrepreneur? I think it, there are a couple of big things you learn. Um, one is the, what I think of as the art of people, you know, understanding what motivates people um good and bad you know you have all these experiences with clients and and vendors and um, partner relationships and different things and one of the things that is always kind of running out of track in my mind is like that that empathy 
mm-hmm. um, thought process, which is not sympathy, which yeah. is not you get a break today, but it's like, what what is your motivation? You know, what what are we trying to accomplish here? What what are people's strengths? You know, people are very different. Um, some people are good communicators. Some people are incredibly poor communicators. So just this idea that, you know, if you don't necessarily just whiz through everything at face value, but you really look at, you know, what are the dynamics happening here? You know, why maybe are we having a problem? You know, maybe the way this idea is being expressed or communicated isn't resonating with this person's communication style. So that's probably the biggest benefit of working in a very large organization is early exposure to all these different personality types, all these different motivations, all these different communication styles really preps you, you know, that that, um, that's a constant throughout your life. You know, people, people are different and they're, you know, turned on by different things or turned off by different things. Um, and you know, some people you can be very, you know, succinct, you know, some people really, you know, need warm up and prep to lead them to an idea. So that's probably been the biggest benefit for me has been, um, you know, an ability to work with many, many different kinds of people um, and give a little bit of thought to how people work and and why they work that way and, and what motivates them. And also I think one thing that, uh, one thing that people don't get a lot if you are relatively young and go directly into like freelancing, working independently, working from home, you know, those people dynamics, mm-hmm. um, you don't necessarily get the toughening up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not everybody's gonna like you. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's not personal. You know, um, not everybody's going to communicate in a way that works for you. You know, so those, having those kind of like, I guess, real world, you know, uh, experiences, positive and negative, um, it has been very, very helpful to me. I definitely agree 100%. Before I went, well, like one job over before I decided to go full time into this, I was at a, a you know, larger corporation and that was the first time I ever been in one and I really hadn't been at an enterprise level corporation and so uh getting to know I mean and with small businesses which I had worked at before I knew a lot about people and a lot of different personalities and a lot of you know oh yeah not everybody doesn't like you especially the person who's been there for 35 Mm -hmm. years and you're this new kid coming in in a position before you know above them and trying to tell them what to do but being in an enterprise level you know, organization made me realize how things really fit and how project management really was a huge part of running a business and seeing that from all different sides really helped me, I think, really decide, okay, I've gotten as much experience, I think, as I'm going to get out of having that nine to five right now. Who can say what's going to happen in five, 10 years? I can go back. Um, I'm always open to the idea of going back. So that's one thing we never really talk about on the podcast, but I'm always open. But so I think people who do go straight into freelance, or like you said, they really don't understand people dynamics. And then there's all these problems or you in the Facebook groups and Slack channels right. and you're asking, yes. why don't you like me? Or why is my client a terrible person? And it's like, 
they're not just terrible people (laughs) you know they're not terrible people they're just people and this is the way they communicate this is the things that they want and you don't understand that psychology from people unless you study psychology yeah that's like the i think the heart like one of the hardest things for me is just or not now but you know starting out yeah just like people communicate in such different ways and i did study psychology in school which helped but you know i didn't work in like an office setting ever before yeah business i worked at a school and so dealing with different personalities that i could handle but i did have a really difficult time with and i still have a difficult time with like everyone not liking me that's very like it's still like, even don't like now me. i'm still like what like oh my god don't you like me please no. love me <laughs> actually the single best while very painful it was the single best thing that ever happened to me because i was a young uh female promoted very quickly mm-hmm. um and so i was peers with uh guys who had worked on wall street you know, who were 25 and 30 years older than me on the executive team. And so you can imagine if you've had any exposure to corporate America. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm imagining, especially because it was, you know, you know, like a a couple decades ago. So times were definitely still very different. There wasn't, you know. It was tough. Goodness. It was really, really tough. And when, and, and I'm a person that, the same, like, why wouldn't you like me? I'm nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind and empathetic person. And they're like, look at this preppy um, blonde I, Barbie in my boardroom right now trying to, like, like say that she's the same as I am. <laughs> why? You know, uh, there was gossip. Um, there was beyond gossip. You know, there, there was conflict. There were a lot of things that um, teach you, you know, eventually you get it through your head that, it's not really personal you know there are dynamics that happen in groups of people Mm -hmm. um that are unpleasant yep and um when they happen to you you have to realize you have to like find something inside yourself that says you know my like little mental model used to be you want to run with the big dogs you're going to run with the big dogs you know i'm not going to cry you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, say something to me that's, you know, rude or thoughtless, you know, I, I can't spend all day on that. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to move on and I need to focus and I need to do my job. So that, that experience of being able to separate yourself to some degree, you know, there's, there's your work and your career and there's you as a person and the two are, are not the yeah. same, yep. you know, yep. That's a very big mental health lesson, I think. Oh my goodness, definitely. And I think uh, freelancers and and entrepreneurs don't know that because you jump right in as you and you're like, I'm the brand and all these things, especially now that people are like, you are the brand. So so you are the same thing. And it's like, no, you are separate. Like you should always. You are are a separate and fully realized human being and you have work in a brand. And when someone dislikes you or you know trolls you or um simply doesn't agree with you just yeah. doesn't you know I, I just i just think your stuff is ugly yeah you know <laughs> like, you know that's not you right it's <laughs> that's, just that's that's your work you know, that's that's work, that's just work. Oh, man so we're gonna go back and start a little bit with the beginning and trying to get people to understand project management because I think a lot of people just go into business and especially service-based business and you have project-based businesses and you're really going in like head forward and you really don't think that you need to be organized so what is the number one thing that most business owners that you've seen since consulting and being your business they do wrong when it comes to project management 
I think um, the number one, there's so many, but the number one thing would probably be the perspective of project management as a tool. Mm -hmm. Um, Like project management is a piece of software, which couldn't be more wrong. Um, You know, project management is an actual skill Mm -hmm. um, that you learn and refine and grow your skill set, just like you do for writing, just like you do for design, just like you do for coding. But most conversations that I have around project management are like, what software do you use for project management? (laughs) Okay, wait, before you pick a piece of software for project (laughs) management, you may actually want to, you know, get a better idea of what that is. And I, I think it's, in, in some ways, it's a little bit of a mixed message, or at least my message is mixed in the sense that I would offer that project management is not incredibly difficult. You know, if you can put on a holiday dinner and get everything hot and properly cooked and on the table at the same time, you know, you've got some project management skills yep. because you figured out you know, how to bring these disparate pieces together on a schedule. You probably have a contingency plan. If I burn the rolls, I have another bag. You know, so these are all have elements of what goes into project management. So it's something you learn and it's a skill that you develop, but it's also very accessible. It's very doable. You know, if you're um, really accomplishing anything, you know, getting groups of people together on a regular basis, um, having events, um, you know, planning holiday trips that have multiple moving parts, you know, all those are examples of project management. You know, we don't we don't really call them that, but you've got those skills. And it was kind of interesting. I did a talk about organization and, and project management um, a couple of years ago at WordCamp Miami, and I always come back to the idea of, you know, if you need somebody to teach you project management, talk to a mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So true. Talk to a mom because it's just, just innately, you know, you have, you have this pile of things that need to be accomplished, you know, um, often at the same time, (laughs) often with diverse needs, you know, nothing really goes as planned. You have to have contingency plans, you know, three deep. Yep. Nobody napped today, so, you know, what are we going <laughs> to do? Um, it, those are the skills that, you know, the flexibility, thinking on your feet and in a, in a very soft way that are the fundamentals of project management. You know, really bringing a diverse set of resources together, through multi-step tasks and getting something accomplished is just the, is is the core idea of project management. I've never heard it explained uh, more clearly, <laughs> and just like I've never heard a better explanation than that. I mean, that was just so perfect. Yeah. I feel like all of our listeners are going to be like, yes, that's well, just, they're like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of like young entrepreneurs, like don't know what project management is. Yep. And cause you know, especially if you didn't study business and you haven't, you know, been in the corporate world and you just kind of like, maybe you're an artist of some form and you just kind of jump into owning your own business and they hear the word project management and they're like, ah, I'm just not going to deal with that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it really is that simple. It's like when you compare it to right. putting dinner on the table, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, right, exactly. it, it really yeah. does like break it down. It, it, it's, you know, yeah. that's all it's, I don't want to say that's all it is. Cause obviously it still is, uh, 
it's not easy, but it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you think about, I mean, most people in their life are doing something, you know, that is project management. And it could be building a piece of furniture, you know, getting dinner on the table. Um, But if you're sourcing resources, if you're making a plan, if you're going through multiple steps, if you're you know, a contingency plan, you know, what if this doesn't work? You're doing those things already. And I think people, the two most common things that I see are, first of all, some it has something to do with software, which is just not the case yeah. at all. Um, and then the idea that it's, that it's this very esoteric, you know, concept that you mysteriously need to pay $670, you know, to take an online course. Right. You know, like, no, no, not really. No. (laughs) So why would you say um, that reliable systems are so crucial to project management? I think the, the, the single biggest thing that I've noticed about business, and I, I mean, it's such a cliche, but of course, time is money. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if you're billing by the project or billing by the hour or whatever. But the the other thing for me is um, there's a there's an aspect of not getting frustrated, mm-hmm. right? So let's say that you're doing something, um, you're you're putting together a one page advertisement you know, a magazine ad, a client called you, I need an ad. Um, It's a client you've worked with before, but you haven't, you know, done anything for them for five months and you need their logo. And then you, you're sitting there and you're going, what did I do with that? Mm -hmm. Where did I put it? You know, is it, is it? And so then you go on a 45 minute search. So laying out this ad should take you 30 minutes, but then you go on a 45 minute search to try to find this logo that's maybe still an attachment in your email or you know this so part of the aspect of project management is is the process but it's also having systems you know so that i try to take as much um tedious thinking out of the equation Mm -hmm. right so hunting for files, can't remember uh, passwords, um, what, what is the system for doing this? You know, all of those elements over the course of a day and then over the course of a week, over the course of a month, you know, and that's your profit margin for your business. It really is. Most people really focus on uh, pricing and what they charge which is kind of irrelevant actually because it's your margin that actually matters and your margin is controlled by how much time you spend getting the product out the door. So if you take a 30 minute task and because you're not well organized or you don't have systems in place um, or you, you don't have uh, steps that you follow and that 30 minute task becomes a, you know, three and a half hour, you know, yeah. meander down the river, you know, that's exactly, you know, where the problem lies for most freelancers, small business, you know, that, that just relentless pursuit of efficiency, 
is what's going to make a huge difference for you. Definitely agree. It's, um, and that's been, I talk about systems all the time because they're my favorite thing in the entire world. It is. <laughs> like, they're my favorite. I love implementing systems. I love, maybe in another world, someone will just hire me to go into business. Yeah, that, actually, that systems. sounds like a because perfect, that's what I did like, when I worked like most of the time with small businesses. Is I yeah. would get there and they'd be like, and I'd be like, well, what's the system for this? And then they, they'd be like, oh, we just search for it or it's what? in the, the file or it's on the, you know, uh, VPN somewhere in cloud space. Right. And it's like, okay, right. you guys need to come up with so the first like 90 days of my employment almost is always coming up with systems and writing manuals and sending it out to everybody and being like, this is where these things are now. And I think I've you know helped a lot of businesses profit, hopefully, from putting systems in place. So people really need to understand, especially when it comes to profit. Like you said, people always worry about pricing, but profit margin really is where your money comes from. And like you said, if it takes three and a half hours to do mm-hmm. a 45 minute task, which is why you should always check your time. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> you should know how long it takes to do things. Always check your time. Always check your time. Check it right now. Download Toggle and check your time. Um, so what are some of your favorite tools to use during project management? Because we've talked about some of our favorite tools, but I want people to have a variety of options in case you have some favorites. Absolutely. I'm um, pretty keen on pencil and paper. Same. Um, that is my absolute favorite. I see. I, and there's something to me that's very, um, there's something about pencil and paper that is, is more than the tools themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, the, mm-hmm. like the act of physically writing something yeah. um, and, and sitting with that. I feel like personally makes a, a kind of an imprint on my brain mm-hmm. that's a little bit different than typing something, you know, into a to-do list. Right. So I do a couple different things. I keep my personal notebook. I have one notebook and, you know, I just go through the pages and if you, you know, I get a voicemail, I write down the number, I'll make a couple notes of what I need to do today. But I always use that notebook. I use the pages in order. I don't have six going on at once. You know, it's just a very linear. Um, and that's for kind of the unstructured um, and reflective stuff. And then for the next level, when you're getting serious about projects, um, Asana is a very strong tool. Um, Trello is a very strong tool for I think those are probably my two favorites in terms of the most flexible, cost-effective, easiest point of entry. After that, you start going to tools like Basecamp, um, Teamwork, which are slightly more complex. Um, there may be more cost. So my my kind of thing is, when, if you're going to move if you identify a need that you need some um, more robust project management tools um, if you've got a production process um, you need to make certain deadlines um, have things ready by you know quilt market if you're a quilter or you know whatever it may be you know stationary shows different kinds of things so you know things are getting a little more intense and you know maybe your revenues are growing and you can't afford to, you know, make mistakes or missteps and you need some stronger tools. The, the first thing that I do is sit down with add a tool 
and try to map out my needs. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I really looking for here? You know, is this something that I solely need to interact with? Is there a team? Um, Is the team full-time? Are there some contractors? You know, what, what, what does this look like? And what kind of tasks are they? Are they one and done tasks or are they tasks that have subtasks? Mm -hmm. So, you know, tasks one through seven need to be done before task eight can be done. Is the same person doing task one through seven or is that distributed across the team? Um, Are there documents involved, spreadsheets, uh, graphic files? Where are they? Do you need a tool that like easily lets you support them? So I try to create a picture, what we used to call in software needs analysis. You know, what are the function and needs that I really need from a tool before you start jumping in and doing trials? Because here's the biggest waste of time ever <laughs> is running around the internet doing trials of project <laughs> management tools. That <laughs> is so true project management like thing you could possibly do. Yep. Um, every, every tool, even the nice and easy ones, need you to you know, set up the company, mm-hmm. make some choices, do some configuration, invite people, and those kind of things. So you go and do that, and then you start putting your stuff in there, and you get some investment in there. Now you, you spend a chunk of hours, it's the simplest form, and then you're like, oh, this is terrible. This doesn't do any of the things that I needed to do. It doesn't, you know, work with this. It doesn't have uh, time integrated, you know, uh, time tracking. You know, it doesn't have have this feature. So the smartest thing I think you can do is make a list. And not just in 15 minutes, but maybe over the course of a week, you know, sit, sit and have a little reflection each morning. Like, my business needs... Today, this popped into my head. I, I need integrated invoicing. Mm-hmm. You know, I need automatic follow-up and these kind of things. And make yourself a list of what the features and functions are. And that's going to help you make an informed decision because once you look at that fully, you may say to yourself, oh, spending $75 a month on this project management tool would be a much better investment than using this $7 a month tool that doesn't do 80% of what I need. So spending a whole bunch of time over here just isn't going to make any sense. Yeah. So make options narrow down to, you know, two choices or something, but <laughs> trying everything that comes out, you know, everything that somebody in a face group says is awesome. You know, <laughs> awesome. This works so great for me. Everybody needs to try this. And the other thing you have to to remember is not really so much with project management tools, but one of the business lessons I learned in a big way in the early days was I was very naive about like affiliate marketing. Yeah. You know, I did not realize 15, 17 years ago that all of these fantastic recommendations weren't like pure recommendations. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm getting some change on the side. Thank you. Click my link. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is the most fabulous thing I've ever used. I'm at 50% commission. You know, so <laughs> that's that's the other thing, you know, that you have to really pay attention to now. 
um, is when you're getting advice and you're getting recommendations and, you know, this is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, is that person's business like yours? Yeah. Is that person being compensated in any way for telling you that? Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot to think through. Yeah. Um, before you just jump in, in any given direction. I mean, I've seen some freelance, like all in one freelance tools, um, best thing since sliced bread. Oh, could not be better. And then I worked with a client where I had an opportunity to use that tool. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) This, you can't even export invoices. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, this is a terrible tool, but I'm sure that their affiliate payouts were really good. I'm sure. Oh man. Just, you know, you have to, and all this going back to that profit margin, all this noise and trying and going down the wrong path, you know, you need to be aware that this is actually costing you money. Mm -hmm. So spend that money wisely. You know, if you're going to spend a day, two days, three days, you know, setting up a system, you know what your time is worth. Stop and say to yourself, you know, wow, do I want to spend, you know, 24 potentially billable hours, you know, trying to learn and understand this new system because somebody told me it is the definitively great (laughs) system, you know, it might be, but make that decision in a conscious and thoughtful way. I'm investing my time in this. You know, every time you sit around and play with something that's cool and new, (laughs) make sure you know know, (laughs) that it's costing you money. That's the way I think of it, at least. No, I do too. That's a very smart way. I definitely think think that way. And I definitely fell like victim to that probably like about three years ago. I was like, I will try all the things, like anything that anyone had out there. I was like, I'm going to try this software. And then I'd sit there and learn it. And like literally none of it worked for like what I needed specifically. And I know you mentioned like Asana and Trello and like we like both love Asana. She's got me like hooked on it. Um, And like that's what I like about it is like there was no learning curve. (laughs) So it was literally just like I learned it from basically her assigning stuff to me for the podcast. And then I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. I can actually use this in my own business. So between that and like pencil and paper, I'm like, that's for me, that's what works best. I don't know. Maybe I'll try to learn something else in the future. But I'm like right now, like I just not. I haven't had one that really just like did what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the point of um, don't use, don't pay for something that's cheaper when you can pay more money and have all of this, you know, features that you need makes so much sense. Cause I think a lot of people do think of things of Asana and Trello and they go to them first when they have, you know, organizations or businesses that are way larger. I've definitely mm-hmm. worked with companies or partnered with companies that are way larger than ours. And we're like, why are you using Trello boards when you have like 25 employees? This is a hot mess. Um, wrap it up, go to base camp. Yeah, what would that even look like exactly Ooh. exactly you have to look at what it's a hot doing. mess it looks bad <laughs> it looks bad and that's exactly i see the same thing over and over again it's like so you'll see a small you know right. undertaking you know in jira or something yeah like oh that. yeah oh but, yeah you know you'll see a a large significant business with multiple projects huge volumes of business you know and they're like using the free version of asana and it's really yeah. not a great fit you know, or like freed like, camp why? and i'm like just pay the money for base camp what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing oh my goodness so at what point in time do you think a company should just go ahead and consider hiring a project management consultant 
I think there's uh, two two models for that. I think you can hire a um, consultant to a work with you to improve your project management skills and techniques and systems. And then B, you can contract a project manager for projects. Mm -hmm. So those are both options um, that can be really useful in this space. You know, if this is something that you um, kind of have an affinity for, you enjoy project management, um, you want to you see a model, you want to learn more about it, um, you know, bring someone in to work with you. Um, perhaps you've got one too many projects going on, you're spread a little too thin, uh, maybe then you find a contract project manager um, that can work with your systems and works naturally well with you. It's not, it's not so much about, um, again, project management specific methodology as someone who's a good fit with you and your team and your client is project management is really the art of managing people. Um, the, the project word is a bit of a misnomer in there. <laughs> so what you're really doing when you're managing projects is everything is a human resource. Somebody writes code, somebody designs, um, you know, posters, um, somebody's launching a training course. Those are all people. So <laughs> the project manager is interacting with all of those people and needs to have a sense of how those people like to work, um, what you're going to need to get out of them in order to get the project delivered on time, how you coordinate those things. But those are all people skills. Um, there, there really is no entity called a project, you know, <laughs> that you get in there and hammer on. It's like, what do you, how do you lead this diverse group of people with different schedules, different skills, different communication styles to the desired end result? That's really what a project manager does. Yeah, I definitely agree that the, I love that you said the project managers are managing people because it is. Like that's literally all it is. And I think people get so gung-ho about thinking about the size of their project and the size of this and this and this and this, but you really need to think about the resources and that are the people who are making things happen and how do you connect those people and these all these moving parts. Um, so what are your top three tips when it comes to good project management practices? The good project management practices are don't overthink it. Do not become enmeshed in methodology, um, especially as you, as you go more on the tech side. You'll see a lot of people talk about, you know, agile or waterfall or this or, you know, that. Those are all those things are very fluid. You know, there is no like one true church. Um, you can accomplish a project many different ways. So it's really more about the, you know, the accomplishing the project than getting hung up on, you know, we can only function if we do a stand up every morning. You know, is, is that like, why, why did you make that rule? Is that what this project needs? Maybe this project could work with 
uh, check-ins in Slack. You know, if everybody on the team is like really good at that, uh, maybe you could work that way. So think think about it and keep your options open and don't, you know, convince yourself that because you read this, that this is the method because that's just not true. It's a process. Um, I would say tip number two is be careful about your tools. You know, you there, there is no one email is a project management tool. <laughs> Paper yeah. is a project management tool. So if you, you can't get stuck thinking that a, a piece of software that manages tasks is your sole project mm -hmm. management tool. All of these elements, you know, Skype calls, um, these are all project management tools. So think about it in a, in a very holistic way. And I think tip number three would probably be um, use common sense. Um, most people, like we talked about, um, in some area of their lives are accomplishing multi-step processes. Look at your ability to accomplish multi-step processes. Where have I done this? You know, because you've probably done it somewhere and draw from that and learn from that and have confidence, you know, in your ability um, to do that in your, in your own life, in your own work. I mean, I think of everything you know, kind of as a project, yep. <laughs> you know, how, how things that need to be done, you know, I think, what are, what are the steps, you know, what's the logic, uh, make a list, you know, that kind of thing. So don't, don't be intimidated, you know, don't, don't be, uh, oh, this is a secret cabal that only certain project managers belong to. Not true. <laughs> So you've been so incredibly helpful in the WordPress community. You love WordPress. Uh, what are your favorite things about being able to give back to an open source community? I think the nice, nice thing, I like to help people. And the, the, I feel like I've had, um, I've been very blessed in life. You know, life is not always easy. Um, but I've been been very blessed in life with people who you know helped me or you know supported me in some way. And you know if if I can help someone else, you know, um, if I can share something. And I think I think it, this is not super WordPress specific, but when when I started um, doing front end work, we were cutting up Photoshop files yeah. and putting them in tables. Yep. And then uh, CSS came. And there were a hardcore group of bloggers who just blogged and blogged and blogged about their techniques, uh, experiments they were doing, how things worked. And I probably learned more technically at that period in my career from those bloggers than I've ever learned in any other um, venue. And you didn't have to join their email list. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to pay them. You didn't have to do anything. I mean, they were just sharing their information to share their information, to help people, to educate people. And I guess that's innately how I feel is, you know, if we could all be shares like that, um, I mean, I'm all for monetizing things. I love money, you know, yeah. but I don't, I don't think everything 
you know, um, needs to be monetized. And I think if you, um, the more you give, the more you'll receive. Mm -hmm. So that's, I like helping people. If I can help you with something, I'm going to help you. Um, that's just what I believe is like a good karma filled life. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like because we both kind of were technically learning at the same time during that open age of everything was open, like tutorials and, you know, all this stuff. And you would just sit down for hours learning from what people have done. And it was so awesome. And yeah, I know. I don't remember being on anybody's email list. I think the only email list I may have been on was Alex King's. And it was just because I was obsessed with him, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think that was really all that... You, and it's not because he asked me to or he wanted me to. It's just because I was like, I'm obsessed with you and I need to know everything that you're doing. Please. I exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I want all the info. Yeah. But yes, that was, that was kind of the like golden age. It was. Right? So I want to, you know, bring back the golden age to, to the greatest extent possible. Yeah. I think that's you know, why I like WordCamp so much. I think that, that you just put into words why I do enjoy going to WordCamp so much. Like we did six WordCamps last year, which is ridiculous. Um, but really, I had a great time at every one of them. And it's just because it was that open time of being able to just sit down. I would be inside of the, you know, um, the help lounge, which has a fancy word that I keep forgetting. And I would sit there for hours and just say, people, bring your laptops and we'll figure it out. And we'll talk it out, your ideas. And that's how it used to be. You used to go online and that's what you did. Exactly. And I... I... I don't think that I would be where I am today if those people hadn't shared so freely, you know, the concepts, you know, how, how would I have learned exactly, you know, CSS? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No idea. Honestly, not at Um, all. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I don't know that there was, was any other, you know, there was no online, you know, there's no treehouse. No, yeah, no, no right. Learn from the people on the cutting edge of putting these things together. And so those people really, you know, are, are the closest thing to heroes. Yeah, but, um, amen. <laughs> sharing all that information. I mean, that's how I learned uh, WordPress, too. Yeah, you know, yep. Uh, Alex King, um, uh, Laurel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so much about, you know, WordPress and... Uh, I mean, I first got involved in WordPress because I, I mean, I wasn't a fan, you know, WordPress was very early. It was just blogging yep. software. It didn't fit really in my paradigm of, you know, how you manage content online. Um, I was more attracted to like Drupal mm-hmm. and um, better architecture and stuff. Okay. So a friend of mine had a blog and she was like, you have to help me with this. You know, and I was like, no, this is the. This is not software that works for me. Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. Everything's in, you know, post. This, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, she prevailed and I started figuring out how to make her stuff work. And, you know, shortly after that, WordPress took a hard right turn and started um, you know, menus and pages yep. and you know, the things that made sense started to develop. And, you know, I'm glad she talked me into that because but those are the people that, you know, Alex King, uh, Laurel Van Bossen, I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. that, that's how I learned, you know, WordPress was from their blogs and their archives. Yeah. You know, and techniques and, and different things. Mm-hmm. And 
So to me that, you know, I have a debt, right, from so much education freely given to me, you know, that I'll always want to, you know, work to repay that debt by helping others. And my strengths are probably not the code that I write. (laughs) I write plenty of it, but, you know, that's not really, you know, I can better help by there's a lot more people today that are going directly into owning and managing their own business. Mm -hmm. They're not working at another business. Mm -hmm. They're not working in a corporate environment. So they're not actually getting any business experience or mentoring before they have to do it themselves. And that's a new and kind of complex dynamic uh, that's developed in the last, you know, several years. So, you know, that kind of next generation of, uh, you know, help is uh, really intriguing to me. It, it's so, like, interesting. Um, I, I, that's why I really love the business tracks and have not. And that's why I think most of the talks I give are either business talks or just, like, basic content talks, just because I think that's where people, and from the content side, it's really people just going in and jumping in into owning a website with WordPress, and they, they you know, like, they didn't even have their email set up, you know, like their grandkids set up their email and everything. So they're going headfirst into wanting a blog or a full website. And they're like, what do I do? And I I feel like I really do connect those people. And that's where I try to get back. It's like you, I, my code is garbage. Um, (laughs) it's all right, but it'll get the job done, but I'm definitely not the person. No, you do not want me up here to talk about code because I don't know what I'm talking about. I just do it. So are you working on anything new? I know you have um, a book that you just released yeah. and uh, yeah. talk to us all about that stuff. We are, um, Carrie Dills and I are writing a book, um, real world freelancing. We got to talking last year, um, kind of along the same theory, right? There's there's so much, there's a big gap mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the business space because so many people are motivated to sell you something as part of their business advice to you, you know, use this tool, use that tool, do this, do that. So, you know, that's not my thing. And I was like, let's, let's make it real. You know, let's not pretend, you know, that it's all roses and, you know, so great and it's effortless. Oh, hundred K, 30 days, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I just really hate it. So, we are really trying to write the the definitive guide to, you know, set up a bank account, get a tax ID. Like these are the these are the real things that you need to do. Yeah. You know, systems and processes. Learn learn to scope. You know, learn to estimate. Um, learn to take care of yourself. Yeah, you know? that's a big one. Uh, gluing yourself to that screen, um, night and day is not going to lead to a good end result. So we're putting this all together in a book. And then we're putting some packages together that expand on the book, you know, guides and worksheets and yeah. different things. And we hope to have that all um, out this spring. I'm so that's excited. Yay, that's awesome. That is like my, that like, sounds so great. I feel like that sounds like something I'm my Christmas gift to so many people who I know who are looking to start businesses. Like, I, I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to send this to you because you need all of this. And then yeah. if you want worksheets, you go pay for those other packages. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll buy you the start. I'll buy you the book. <laughs> but you need to, yeah, because I definitely, I think we get so many questions about 
that stuff, that beginning, that beginning how do yeah. I set up an EIN? How do I write a business plan? Or, you know, now it's... And it's a lot when you're coming into it and there's really no no guide for it. Really, yeah. you know, So you're... There's you know, not you're one, a one-stop it, stop shop. There's yeah. just 9,000 yeah. blog right. posts and... Uh, there's a lot of advice, but it's like sprinkled all over the place mm-hmm. and it's, you know, sometimes tied to other things and some of it's conflicting advice. Yep. So, yes, a lot you know, of it we're, is. <laughs> we're going to give our advice. I mean, between Carrie and I, um, we've logged some serious years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if people don't know Carrie, and I'll put her information in the show notes queue. First of all, I'll follow her on Twitter first because she's hilarious. But she provides so much information and given back to the WordPress community. Just, just her knowledge in general is enough. Like just following her on Twitter and reading her blogs and being involved. And if you get the get to listen to her talk or any of that stuff, you are like just blessed by her presence and her being around and i'm really excited that the two of you are doing like when you first talked about it i was like so i was like oh this is like ah, i want everybody I to have it, this it's gonna be really fun um and i think it might be the beginning of uh we keep talking about different things and different ideas of you know to you know the book may not be the end of yeah. the uh road in terms of um carrie's got a, a podcast office mm-hmm. hours fm um, that has a Slack community that's, yep. that's built up around it where we talk about um, those very things, you know, the challenges, separating yourself, uh, uh, you know, as a person from the work, yep. uh, project, what what have you. Um, so, you know, every everyone is welcome um, to, to come and participate and, you know, be a part of that community because I think, you know, the more we stick together, I mean, that's, a, that's another theme for me, mm-hmm. you know, is um, we are not in competition. Nope. You know, there's, there's no big trade secrets. <laughs> like, you know, we, we all do something that's so um, ubiquitous and yet unique mm-hmm. at the same time, right? We all bring our own um, skills and talents to the table in terms of you know, what kind of products we put together, what kind of clients we work with, you know, there, there is no reason for us not to help each other. Yep. Um, and I would say the biggest downfall of freelancers is isolation. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, you know, um, they, that you don't want to share or you don't want to, you know, give up your secrets yeah you know, whatever. okay whatever <laughs> whatever those are let me know <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't so. <laughs> I don't I can't quite formulate that mentality mm-hmm. but you know this is a small business owner a freelancer is not the easiest life you could ever choose you know it's very satisfying um, but it's not the easiest life you could choose so by by working together and being there for each other and helping each other you know, you start to create some of the support system and some of the net, you know, that that people need with this, you know, yep. modern kind of work approach. Mm-hmm. This lifestyle, definitely you need uh, people. You need your people. You need yeah, your people. You need your people. Well, I'm so happy that you were here. Thank you for blessing us Thank with all this you. knowledge I know. today. I feel like, like I learned so much. I'm like, I am going to actually go back and listen to this like later today. <laughs> <laughs> Re-listen in the car. I'm yeah. Just, whenever people are in my car, I'm just going to play this. 
I feel like we like you, this is like the only person that I've ever talked to that is more into project management and systems than you are because you like I think of you as like the queen, but I'm not gonna lie. No, no, you've been Diana definitely I think you've been is the queen. You're now the queen. princess the of it. She's the queen. Uh, she's yeah. the queen. I'll be the princess. So we're bowing down to you. You're I'll amazing. I'll definitely take a little crown, but Diane definitely. Guys are funny. Uh, you, I don't think people understand, and the reason why I talk about this lady WordPress group so much is because having women who do what I do first of all, I've never met like I don't know a lot of people who are older than I am to do what I do I still like doing it <laughs> like yeah. I, that's, that's just this reality a lot of people are like this is stupid I hate it and I want out or you know and I you guys keep it so real and I have been so inspired and really helped us a lot last year you know that was our first full year of both of us being full-time in sevenality and I could not have done it if I didn't go to work camps and conferences and have that slack channel um you know that's just that's how I live, so I appreciate you, and that's why I really was excited to have you on. So, you. also we appreciate you walking into a room full of like you know old white men and just like <laughs> being like I'm gonna run this because you're definitely a trailblazer, and if you didn't do that, we wouldn't be sitting here nope. interviewing you today. So, <laughs> nope. that 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 is one of the more satisfying. <laughs> If you love what you just heard, please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Also, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod and Instagram and Facebook at Heart Hustle Podcast. And use the hashtag Boss So Hard all throughout the internet to show us how you're working hard and dreaming big. We'll see you next week.